live long enough and sooner or later, you hire an ex-Watford manager. And that's what we're here to discuss. Here on the Owls AmeriCast, Chef of Wednesday Opinion with American Accent, I'm your host in suburban Utah, Jeffrey Paternostro. I'm not thrilled to be doing a second summer podcast. There will probably be a third before it's all uh, said and done as well. So I have uh, procured a beer that sums up my feelings pretty well. It's from Bewilder Brewing, uh, my favorite local in Salt Lake City. And it is uh, it is their Cherry Mother Pucker. It is a dry hop Berliner Weiss with uh, Morello cherries uh, that won their homebrew competition. So they brewed up the recipe. And uh, it was a red beer competition. Uh, it has to be red. Obviously, it is red. It is a cherry sour. Red. To... Uh, benefit the uh, leukemia and lymphoma society it is excellent it is really good it's the closest i've gotten to this is belgian creek i really liked from a brewery in belgium that no longer exists but i could get it, like in my local bottle shop when i lived in west hartford it doesn't quite have like the yeasty undertones because it is a berliner weiss uh so it is a little hoppier but it has like the really like aggressively sour cherry flavor and because it's served in cans it's actually uh it's 6.6 so we're 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 going we're coming in a little hot tonight we'll see how it goes instead of my usual five percent joining me to discuss the last couple weeks in wednesday news in portland it's our cascadia owl mike laroon mike what are you drinking jeff how are you uh, i'm having a nice red wine tonight this is a garnache from rioja um it unfortunately this is so it is a spanish import yeah, so we can start with a little theme there. Unfortunately, it's a La Maldita, which is uh, Spanish for the cursed one or the cursed little one. So <laughs> I mean, let's, yeah, I know it's all fine. But you no, can't say it's good. gotten less um, appropriate with that title. So no, it's uh, yeah, so Spanish import, totally not cursed. Um, no, it's very good. It's got the uh, it's, it's got the rich texture to it. It's got the uh, strawberry and cherry undertones going. So it's very good, yeah. and I. Uh, enjoying it so i can't, real I can't quite do a red wine it's like just 93 degrees every day like oh, even, when I, even when i wake up and walk the dog at like eight in the morning it's still 90 degrees it's very oh uh, it's been over it's been overcast the last couple of days so we did good so. yeah we had a nice like fairly cool and not nice but we had like a coolish wet june and then, like as soon as the calendar turned over it's just like it is going to be 95 to 100 for the rest of the summer great yeah i was um the, yeah i guess it's been in the news we had the hottest days on record period um, and I was actually out on the uh, Washington coast, out in um, Olympics National Park in Forks, Washington. We were in the 60s and 50s all day, and it was uh, and so we did, uh, kind of running for to, cover out there. We drove up to Park City on Saturday, and that was nice. Or Saturday? Yeah, it was like 10 degrees cooler than it was, uh, I guess, down in the valley at 5,000 feet instead of 7,500. But yeah. uh, when did they have a new manager? They announced it on July 4th, which is not uh, particularly helpful to those of us in, a, in an American owl supporter group. And then we just, you know, people are on vacation. It's hard to get a show together. But here we are to, I guess, catch you up. If you haven't listened to the other five Wednesday podcasts that have all covered this already. But we're doing our due diligence. And Wednesday have hired a manager, uh, Zisco Munoz, probably best known in England for getting Watford promoted during the pandemic season. Has also spent some time at uh, uh, Huesca and in Cyprus most recently. So, Mike, they got a manager in. Yes. Uh, I mean, after trading started, but well, a couple of days after trading started, so fair enough. What was your initial reaction 
to the I know he I know we discussed him a little bit on last pod as he was yeah. one of the one of the main candidates. What was your reaction to say hiring Munoz over I don't know again I don't know if they were in it but like a it was Nathan Dean Jones Smith or Nathan Jones or the guy yeah. from Copenhagen yeah yeah I was expecting I was expecting Dean Smith um, I don't know why uh, I just I just was um, wasn't excited about it but um, yeah of the of those though I think I, I think um, uh, Cisco is known enough. Um, as Watford dismissals go, he's one of the more shocking ones. Um, sure. I think some of them, it, it was surprise. I remember it was a big, it was a big yeah. deal today. They let him go. He wasn't, they weren't way off pace. Uh, they were scoring goals. They were beating enough teams to stay up. Um, I'm not sure what they were. No, it's Watford. I mean, it's Watford. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we talk about yeah, managers, I, so, you know, every manager getting hired to eventually get fired, but Watford really puts that into practice more than any other. <laughs> so, um, Kind of wish he had a little, a little bit more meat to his resume, but I, sure. I'm excited. Uh, we should note, but, like a a good player certainly played in the yeah. in La Liga for a number of years. Was you know not maybe a day in day out starter on the Valencia team that won La Liga and the Europa Cup, but certainly a big part of it. Like he played in all those uh, European matches for the most part. So, so but I will say, uh, wasn't my first choice, mm-hmm. but hired and since i've been looking into it i'm more excited um to see uh what he's gonna do he is saying all the right things and, sure i mean um, he, uh, from the <laughs> watford fans that have been from the watford fans that have had various wednesday heights have reached out to and owls americas he seems a really good reputation i i put the phrase in the in the doc, uh, vibes manager, it's very good vibes, which look, isn't unimportant per se. You know, a lot of, uh, the successes you can point to in the Darren Moore tenure, were just getting the team all pulling in the same direction. Right. That's, that's right. Yep. That's important. Um, I, I have the same concerns you do in terms of like me on the resume and if he's tactically up for this level, like we just, just don't know. Uh, my, t- my two main concerns, I would say, and I, this, this would, to an extent, apply to any manager uh, once they hired in this situation, because it's just not an ideal situation, is, one, yes, he had a lot of success at Watford. It's actually a very tough season to manage in, obviously, uh, in a lot of ways. It's a double-edged sword, though, right? Because Watford provides all the infrastructure. They're able to, able to, I suppose, but willing to turn over managers as much as they do because the system doesn't change really, right? The player, the people, the the infrastructure around them, the the transfer policies, the development facilities. of the youth team, the facilities, they're all they're all like top down structured. So uh, the manager can come in and be a vibes manager, right? And like I'm not saying he plays the same as any of the 1700 other managers Watford has is used in the last five years, but he's not going to have that at Wednesday, right? He is going to have to put his stamp on this team. There is not that structure in place and they only have 14 first team players. I did my May 16 now, which we'll get to who they've uh, brought back. And you saw that in New York city right out. There were a lot of youth side players in, uh, in both halves playing in both halves. So that is something that he is going to have to, work with he is going to have to again put his 
And look, he wasn't as successful as at Huescar in Cyprus when I. No, I have not don't know the ins and outs of SD Huesca, but I assume it's not quite as uh, structured as as Watford is in the sort of very director of football model kind of way, right? With the board making all these decisions and you know, and the manager like and not it's it's an oversimplification to say running training because he's doing obviously way more than that, but he has less to do than he will have at Wednesday. And the other issue is, and we saw this on. Uh, in the York City game, like he at at Watford and everywhere else, and in the friendly, he wants to play four at the back. You know, it's a four one four one, or if you want to call it a four three three. You know, it, it's push. He had, he had Marvin Johnson playing on the left wing, which look might be a better use right. of probably a better use of Marvin Johnson as a traditional fullback on the left. But it, there's going to have to be an adjustment to that. Um, this squad was not really built to play for at the back. There's a transfer window that's open right now. Um, and we'll see if he wants to bring in, you know, more traditional fullbacks to, to play in that system or more traditional wingers to play uh, you know, on the other, on either side of the, the lone striker, or if he's going to adjust as the, as training goes on and as friendlies go on and as the squad uh, develops and he may, maybe goes back to a, to a three-five-two or something like that, like once they played last year, that's what he needs to do with the squad. He's, we'll see if he's tactically flexible. We just don't know anything yet. And you know, for the first friendly of the year against a non-league side with a not in any way, shape, or form settled playing squad isn't going to tell you anything. <laughs> we did we did hear a lot uh, in the press conference with uh, Devon Chancery though because. And again, he, he, again, he said all the right things, right? Uh, uh, Munoz, not Chancery. Okay. <laughs> yes. Just checking. But, but look, it's, but every manager comes to like, he wants to play exciting football. He has designs on promotion. He's obviously someone that can say that credibly because he's won promotion out of this league before, but it's just. And Wednesday is a big enough platform for a sure. manager to come in and make a name sure. for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. But... <laughs> um, yeah. It doesn't help when your chairman's picking fights with Carlton Palmer for some reason. Uh, so we should say the the impetus of all this, the genesis of all this, even before the Munoz hiring, was we got another club statement, which was not the manager being hired, but it was, it was further uh, elucidation on the Darren Moore situation. Uh, some might call it just airing dirty laundry. But he had kind too of like much, a too a, much a minute, information, too much by, information, minute by minute yeah. of the negotiations and how they went and what Darren Moore wanted and supposedly four times his salary, her previous salary on a contract extension and like look, I is it, you know, we're getting one side of the story here, right? Because Darren Moore is still not talking to the press, and I suppose got on him for that. If you're going to present this. It, you got to tell me what he what he was making before, and what the average championship manager makes. And look, I know he came right. in, uh, came into he was hired as a championship manager with Wednesday. But like, you can't just. Uh, I'm going to start asking follow up. I'm going to have follow up questions, right? This didn't actually answer anything. It very much felt like one side of the story. And look, maybe maybe Darren Moore was holding up the club for more money because of the, the way he got promoted. He's within his rights to do it. That's that's the way it works, right? There was a great uh, 
there's some line in there like did, did your agent put you up to this like that's that's how it well, works no, that that's was like it. the agent's job trying, yeah he was trying to write it it was just so sloppy I, and again i can't believe that whoever is at wednesday i mean he whatever, runs the club he can reading he, it he gets to publish yeah. whatever he wants he, that's what he the reality access. of it he has yeah. out, yes he, he's probably he got can, all yeah. access to the web content management system yeah. I mean, but the, yeah, the owner he, of the company tells you to <laughs> push publish. You push yeah. publish. That's your job, right? Yeah, you can try to talk it him out of just, it. But. but yeah, it was sloppy, and um, and so he's had a the lot way he to, tried. Yeah, he's had a lot to he say tried about to Palmer, even going back to the first uh, supporters group. He tried to know. recreate the dialogue. Yeah, um, so there was like it had already died down, right? They hired a manager shortly after yes. that. Like they had like the new cycle goes fast, right? You know, people are. Well, we even about, got two players. We even got two players in. Yeah, people this, are. People are, are have moved on to other. You know, Declan Rice is in Arsenal now. The people, the the new cycle, it just moves on to other stuff in the transfer window, right? You know, even even at this level, even in the championship. So, uh, I don't. Yeah, it just there was no need to dig it back up at that at that point in time. But obviously, this continued into the. Into the press conference with Munoz, like the introductory yeah. press conference, and again, Carlton Palmer comes under fire. Look, Carlton Palmer is going to be out there. He's going to keep tweeting, like he is. Uh, no, yeah, he's not going to. St- he's not going to stop. I guess they are having a meeting, which is. It's just our dysfunctional family, right? That's and, the other yeah, thing too, and it's like. It, yeah. I don't know if Carlton Palmer was or wasn't out of pocket. He's a, he's a very '90s footballer, right? That's just his. He is certainly of his time, and. <laughs> And look, but he's also kind of like, he shouldn't say a lot of the things he's been saying, but he gets the right to, right? Like, like as a you know, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday legend on those 90s teams, an England international, he's kind of your, like, your uncle that only you get to talk shit about when other people do, like, at the family reunion. Like, you can talk about like, the family reunion and things like that, but yeah. Like it's, it's just, this is all unnecessary. It's all background noise. It just doesn't need to be. Again, they've just can't. You talk about I think the, 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 the little the little cursed one uh, coming off coming off the, where we were. Right, that's again, the thing. Like ago, you can't even ago, enjoy. Like, just enjoy the summer. Like you knew. Yeah, they had a lot of squad work to do in the summer. The championship is loaded this year. You know, but just I don't want to be here on. July 10th, doing the second summer podcast because we have so much Wednesday news to cover. I can't let it go until like our, you know, preseason wrap up, season preview three weeks from now or whatever. Like, I just, I, but they can't. They just, it's, and I guess that's, you know, that is part and parcel of being a Wednesday fan. Is it? It is. It is. I guess, I guess my, I guess my questions are is it this bad everywhere? I mean, there's a lot of look. There's a lot of teams at this level that are a mess. Don't get me wrong. Yes, yes. That that is the beauty and the madness of the championship. And they've got them, and some have the points deductions to prove it. Yeah, some have uh, flamingo land on their arm sleeve this year too. So, (laughs) but like, yeah, it's just we. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, This is the chance. It's the chancery era, and um, here we are. It is. Let's run through some other news. They did have their first friendly against York City. Oh, a 1-1 draw. Windass uh, ghosting in on a bad back pass. To, it's yeah, good, good to see Windass in the goal. Hey, you know, 
was gifted. It was, but it was good. It was a 6 a.m. kickoff here, and I actually forgotten the game had been going on. So when I woke up at 7.15, I'm just like, I'm not putting this on. That's not a thing that's happening. Uh, we did again see a lot of the a lot of the youth players. You know, someone you would expect like Rio Shipston and whatnot. But uh, I think Sarah Brennan was in there too. But uh, you know, a couple, I guess, players of note uh, in the under 18s that seem to have gotten a little bit of a bit of juice coming out that game are Joey Futhi, who's a defender, and uh, Favor uh, Onukuli, who was brought in at a. Uh, brought in in january as a as a youth transfer was playing up on the uh up on the wing in the second half it's not like they have a lot of attacking players right now again he's he's gonna make in the under 18s this year so i don't know how much we're gonna actually see him but we're gonna see him in preseason because they don't have a full squad so i guess that's just two to keep an eye on Uh, as you mentioned two players back in the squad uh, i think shortly after we recorded our last podcast uh before they hired a manager it was announced that uh reese james had a full as a full transfer now from Blackpool undisclosed fee. I don't know what that means. But uh I'm sure that was in the works. For a bit. Well it made me nervous that it made me nervous that our recruiting lead had gone to Blackpool and I was worried that <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. only deals the only deals we could Well maybe he did a little nice uh Blackpool. nice little bit of business for us on the on, yeah. on the way back, on the way out, yeah. Uh and Marvin Johnson has agreed to new terms with Wednesday and we'll, we'll be back and maybe the maybe playing on the left of a front three this year. Who knows? <laughs> There you go. Uh, no, uh, when, the, when the news of those two coming back broke, I mean, I think we kind of knew had a hunch. At least I think I think everyone knew James. Yeah, but Marvin Johnson, like they had offered him a new contract, he didn't sign right away. But so that 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 kind of picked up my spirits, waiting for a new manager to be hired, um, mm-hmm. just to see that there was actually something going on uh, at the club, and that these players did want to be back. They weren't, uh, regardless of who the manager was going to be. So that made me that made me happy. So. Hold this over for a few days. I did mention that uh, Wednesday might be a little short up front, but uh, maybe not. There's been widespread rumors that Trey Deeney might be coming in as a player coach. Uh, it appears that Munoz's brother, who's worked with him at Was- uh, Watford and Huesca, if not officially on the coaching staff yet, is at least there for uh, training in the friendlies. I expect that'll get announced officially at some point, but uh, as he builds out the coaching staff, it's Troy Deeney, who obviously played with him at Watford, seems to hold him in very high regard uh, from things he said publicly. And look, uh, again, it's another veteran voice in the locker room, which I guess helps. I don't know how much he's going to play. There seems to be, uh, he seems to have interest in coaching. This is like the, it's again, a very 90s thing, right? I have a player coach. You have Troy Deeney coming off the bench, but like, look, look, uh, He's certainly had a share of injuries, especially the last few years. I suspect he can still do a job at this level if called upon and used uh, judiciously. He offers something yeah, a little different uh, than I think Gregory and Smith do up front too. I'm fine with this as long as we set ex- as long as expectations are right, described right, 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 right away right. that this is not our this is not our nine. Yep, right. Who's right. uh, starting? Um, I mean, it's it, it's not unlike the the Saito Barahino uh, experiment that uh sure you know no he's much younger um but yeah where he came in and it was very much let's see how this goes and i think troy dini does offer a lot um i don't yeah it, we don't really know how what the the bannon very bannon locker room is like and mm. what, what where would uh, <laughs> troy dini fit with chemistry there yeah. but um yeah i, I mean, could do worse 
Wednesday appear to be looking into their goalkeeping situation as well, which makes sense. It's like their backup is 17 years old at this point, and they have interest. I love the way the Sheffield Star phrased this. Uh, Europa League winning goaltender Axel Werner, who was on the Atletico Madrid team that won won the Europa League. I believe it was their third choice keeper. But look, he's a... That's like he's a like he's a quality keeper. Like it's not uh yeah. you know, I know he's mostly backed up for you know top level teams or certainly teams. I think it was like in La Liga this year as a as a as a backup. So it's you he's know, probably a guy, got a lot of cup, probably got a lot of cut play and yeah, uh, he's whatnot, young so. relatively speaking. He might be younger than Dawson. He's only twenty seven. I don't know how old Cameron Dawson is now. I have no idea. You can tell me Cameron Dawson was any age between like twenty three and twenty nine and I'd believe you. But uh uh you know again it's I, I do love that they noted that like darren moore wanted to bring in somebody to push uh dawson a little bit which fair enough i guess they're just continuing on that yeah. uh that transfer policy they've been linked to bailey peacock farrell again again as well uh they, i mean they do need to bring in another goaltender or goalkeeper actually i'm gonna do hockey stuff because justin's not here uh, <laughs> that's not uh, like Jackie's on tw- there go ahead 28 Cameron Dawson, so Axel Werner is actually younger. And, I'm getting. And old. I remember, I, mean, I, I remember when he old, was. Yeah, yeah, and, and, uh, yeah we 20, all remember yeah. when he was the youngster. Remember when he was the youngest, yeah, the younger, yeah, the yeah, number three yeah. guy after Wild Smith and Westwood. Um, yeah. So. Uh, also, um, note uh, Liam Palmer did not play at York City. He uh, underwent some minor uh, off-season surgery. He noted uh, in a Sheffield Star piece that he had been. Dealing with a minor injury for the last three months of the season, uh, he put in some fine performances while doing that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. God bless. We should all be so lucky. Yeah, uh, so that that at least catches us up to more or less where we are on the Wednesday news. Uh, I have a bunch of friendlies coming up. They're going to Spain for a week. I think uh, is it this week? I think it's fairly soon. Uh, maybe it's next week. They're in Spain with a bunch of other. Uh, yeah, so are the uh, teams. there's the um, they have the Drew Talbot the, uh, testimonial this weekend, I think, if yeah, I recall okay. correctly. I know they just opened sense. up more tickets for that, which is cool. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad that's drawing well for him. And I think they yeah, have Luton uh, at the very end of the Luton at the very end of the summer. Yeah, they have a Luton uh, game that's Premier announced. League. That's Premier League Luton. It is a Premier League. Yeah, Premier League Luton. Uh, they missed out on their. Rather a winger target because he went to Luton. Premier League Luton. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, we should note that the the current count, uh, we love going to Wikipedia, the current count on the Sheffield Wednesday Wikipedia page for first team squad is, uh, we're up to 17 players now. So there you go. So also, is there isn't a there deal in the yeah, there's like is there a deal in the FL where you have to have to have a minimum number of teams to no players to travel. I mean, if, if I recall correctly, it's usually uh, eighteen man squads, right? They don't have that yeah. right now. Yeah, but it, all right. I mean, we might be strategic, but they have one goalkeeper on it too. Um, yeah, it's not a not exactly what you want, but. It's a it's a long I say it's a long transfer window. Uh, their first match is in twenty five days. Oh God! Yeah. Right. So yeah, and who knows Liam Palmer will be ready because he had off season surgery. Uh, 
I know they were playing a 4-1-4-1 with Backinson as the covering midfielder, so they might also need like a central defensive midfielder now, too, uh, on the market. But look, 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 we'll see how it goes. I'm trying to be somewhat optimistic, I guess. I don't know what I'm going to play. We'll do the preseason predictions episode in, again, three weeks or whatever, but like... 19th i signed up for 19th right now it's just a t- uh, it's just a, it's a, the overarching issue it's just a tough situation i just it's I, but that's what i don't understand is uh someone you know someone a few weeks ago said playoffs is where the, he expects playoffs i mean yeah um, i know but i don't have to expect playoffs <laughs> but but he's not doing anything to showcase why we should expect playoffs right so but here we are the cursed ones here indeed we are the cursed ones <laughs> one other bit of wednesday news uh before we before we sign off the club is doing another fans forum you're not really gonna you're not really gonna cover this are you i am i am I'm, I'm going to call it. Right. Doing fans forum. Because I, you know, your your daughter was on screen before we went live. Uh, look, I can absolutely uh, feed my kids some questions too. <laughs> all right, go ahead. And, what are we talking about? So, uh, Dayfon Chancery will take questions on all things Sheffield Wednesday from owls aged under 21 years old. The chairman told swfc.co.uk, I've held a number of forums for all supporters, which have mainly been attended by adults. So now I would like to extend an invitation to our young fans who have an opportunity to ask questions about our club. <laughs> I would like this to be more of a relaxed conversation, not really too official like normal for so, us. Kids say the darndest things about Sheffield Wednesday's transfer policies. Yeah. There's baffling things about this. Because mm-hmm. when, I, when I saw the headline go by, I was hoping it's going to be a 12 and under or a 13 yeah. and under. The whole 21 and under baffles me because you get that 17 to 21 range. Not even um, like the 14 year olds can be brutal, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was hoping it was going to be 12 year olds accompanied by their parents. I mean, but, I, you know, um, I mean, I guess you'd have to, but I'd put the parents might that it's like the yeah, yeah, yeah. So the soccer dad taken to the. <laughs> and I, I know I don't want to bring up the former guy, but it's yeah. not like not like an evening with Darren Moore or an evening with. The new guy. Right, it's, right. Like, I don't know what you, what, what is your 12 year old asking Dayfine Chancery yeah. exactly? Like, I don't know. It's all very, like, it, in some ways, it's, look, I, we're, we're taking the piss a little bit here, but in some ways, it's good, right? You want to connect with that next generation of Wednesday fans. Do you? Well, you want to, like, give them memories, right? They want to have, you, uh, all right, yeah. You okay, want to have, but, like, like theoretically meeting the person that runs your favorite club. I know, but what, I know, I know how this usually goes. When I was 12, I didn't, when I was 12, I didn't know who owned the Dodgers. I didn't know who the O'Malley's were. Yeah, yeah, fair I enough. I didn't know who, I didn't know who Jerry yeah. Buss was. Right. Um, I knew who the coaches were. I may have known who the general manager was. I have good questions for them, but uh, yeah, this this yeah, is baffling yeah. to me. So uh, anyway, if you're going, um, have fun. Yeah. And record, please Ho- record. Hopefully, it won't go till like midnight. That's after a lot of these kids' yeah. time, like the that's, last one. <laughs> that is the other problem. Is what yeah. I'm going to do with um, yeah, when one o'clock in the morning rolls around. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, this has been episode 222 of the Alice AmeriCast. Sheffield Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. Uh, we're on the internet at AliceAmericans.com. You can email the show at AliceAmericans at gmail.com. Find and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AliceAmericans. I don't know if we're on Blue Sky yet or Threads. That's a, that's a question for a King of Socials, Patty, who is currently overseas. Yeah. So. The podcast, however, is on iTunes, SoundCloud. I guess not Stitcher anymore because they're not doing podcasts. Uh, Spotify, etc., etc., Google Podcasts, Podbeam, anywhere you choose to download podcasts. Just search for the Owls AmeriCast, and you can listen or subscribe right there. And wherever you choose to consume our podcast, we ask that you rate and review the show. It helps more Wednesdays find our ramblings. Mike is on Twitter at Cascadia Owls. Mike, what is the most little cursed thing that could happen to Sheffield Wednesday between now and the time we uh, record this season? Oh, no. It's got to be a little cursed, not big cursed. A little, little okay. All right, okay. Um, 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 I know I'm trying to be trying to be nice and not jinx anything here. Mm. Um, well, our kit sponsor is going to fail. Oh, that's a good one. And then we'll have to swap. We'll have to swap with. Um, or do we just do it like we else. just keep uh, Azerbaijan land a fire on for the whole season? Like that would be the, that would be that would be rad. I'd love that. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro. The most little cursed thing that could happen between now and then. Is uh, Josh Windows leaves for Southampton? I don't think that'll happen. That might not even qualify. Uh, see, that's that's not. Mike's not happy. Not little. I, I, no, again, not little. again, it comes out in different ways, as I said before. No. When I'm uh, when I'm sad, or mad, but <laughs> we'll see you back here, hopefully, in three weeks. Otherwise, it'll be uh, another little cursed thing. <laughs>